Hello, this is the audio diary of the first day of the 10th month of year 2020. I want to continue talking about my wardrobe. <clears throat> there are um, a few different things that I considered when I first set up my capsule wardrobe, not the least of which is kind of the image and style I actually want to portray, obviously. The other was the um, kinds of functions and situations I needed to be prepared for, including special occasions. So I, one of the things I wanted to have was a kind of a formal dress that I could wear on special nights so that I would, would be basically left prepared. And the other thing that I wanted to be prepared for was funerals so that I could actually have a relatively formal and modest black attire mostly head-to-toe black attire that would be ready for um, funerals, which I know you have to go to at really short notice, and I want to be prepared for that. Those were some of the special occasions. Of course, there's swimming and beach uh, attire, uh, which is another one that I would care about, and snow um, was maybe less a special occasion. Um, as it is kind of an activity or a weather and climate type of consideration. Of course, being in Vancouver on the west coast of Canada, snow is not a predominant uh, part of the year like it is in other parts of Canada, and so you would have a lot of snow-related clothing. I don't have to have that many, but I do. it definitely happens, so I do need to have it ready for the you know few days or weeks of the year that, it, that it's a part of, you know part of Vancouver's lifestyle. Um, so there's all that. I think those that was probably it about the kind of special occasions I wanted to be prepared for. And then I think um, as I got into hiking and backpacking more and more, I started getting more uh, clothing appropriate for that, uh, of course, as you can imagine. But even still, I still think if I put all of my pieces of clothing together, I probably have less than 33 or something around that amount. And I know that traditional capsule wardrobes tend to do 33 articles of clothing per season, but I think I have 33 items, including all the special occasion items I just mentioned. Um, and then I have six pairs of shoes, of which two are um, hiking related shoes. So I have my regular trail runners, which is what I wear for most of my hikes, uh, including my longer distance through hikes. And I have one very sturdy giant mud, uh, boots, which are for mud and snow and other kinds of extreme wet um, or cold conditions. So that would be alpine, that would be snowshoeing, that would be uh, winter hiking. And of course, it was great on the Juan de Fuca uh, because it was extremely, extremely muddy. So I have my Altberg boots for those kinds of scenarios. And then I have also a general kind of 90% of cold days. I wear these um, Geox uh, basic black booties that I've really worn to death uh, over the course of probably um, a year and a bit now. And I've really done a good number on this. I tried to get it um, mended, but I talked to the cobbler and it's going to be pretty expensive to mend, first of all. And the shoe itself was not that great of a quality to begin with. And so even if I mended 
the heel, you know, the rest of the shoe is kind of falling apart. So I think it's just kind of ready to call it a day for this shoe rather than trying to mend it. I don't think it'll be worth the money or the effort because even if the heel, the part that's really worn out right now, you replace the entire kind of sole, the bottom, outer sole of the shoe, the rest of the shoe is really falling apart in many different places. And so it still wouldn't have too much of a life on it. <laughs> after all that effort and money put into cobbling that shoe. So I think that's about it. I have one extra pair of shoes, which actually has some heels on it. And it's my sandals that are a bit more formal and it's incredibly comfortable. That shoe is also pretty. That shoe is quite old. I think I bought it in 2016 in, in Shenzhen when I was living in China. So, it's had a good life and I've also worn it again quite a lot of times over those years whenever I have a date or whenever I want to kind of look a little bit special I do wear those shoes and for the height that it has it's incredibly comfortable and I can I don't I feel quite comfortable walking quite a fair bit of distance I could do probably a two three um, kilometers in those uh, no problem and also I'm not that worried about tackling uh, stairs uh, and going up and down stairs and escalators I'm not too worried and that's exactly the type of shoe that you want it has pretty thick chunky heels which has the benefit um, and then I have my wonderful wonderful crocs which are the crocs um, I think the sexy flip or the serena I'm not sure of the exact product name but it is my scrambling shoes it's basically almost like bare feet sandals because the soles are so thin and it really perfectly fits my feet. Just perfectly. It fits, fits like a glove, as they say. Uh, and it's incredibly comfortable. I hike the West Highland Way in those Crocs. Uh, not this pair because I have worn through several. I think this is the one that I have right now is the fourth pair uh, since 2016 or something like that because I just wore them to death. Uh, to the point that I think a couple of them snapped, but again, I had put in at least a few hundred kilometers on each of those before they snapped. And they're kind of my go-to shoes for running errands, for walking around, and they look pretty good and I feel comfortable. I wore them to the office quite a lot of times when I was living in the UK. I am happy to wear them to dates and all that kind of stuff. So those are my shoes, which are probably the most expensive and also the most important um, part of my attire, I feel like, because shoes will make or break your comfort levels. I have my hiking clothes, which I can speak about at more depth later. I, I have one pair of water-resistant hiking pants with a lot of pockets, and the pockets are very useful. It also has a little snap, um, snap belt, so it's really convenient because my fingers are often frozen when I'm out and about and I want to quickly unbuckle my belt to go and do my business in the bushes. Uh, and it, yeah, my fingers are often frozen, so it really helps that I don't have to fumble around with buttons or any complicated, anything complicated like that. It's like a little snap button. And then I have the new waterproof Patagonia jacket, rain jacket that I've gotten, uh, which is to be complemented depending on the weather with a fleece vest from Patagonia, which I got from, got used on eBay. And this much thicker kind of really bulky unfortunately fleece jacket it's really warm um, but 
it is uh, long sleeved and it's really bulky and it really doesn't pack away that well. So I think I'm just gonna use it until I'm kind of done with it and leave it there for now. And so that's from Le Coq Sportif. I think that's a French brand, I'm assuming. Uh, but I got that in Korea. My, my dad bought it for me as a present. And then I have two tops. One, which is a Uniqlo UV resisting, very, very thin, ultra thin, skin tight um, turtleneck shirt. So thin that I feel comfortable sweating through it and wearing it in the summer. And it protects me very well from sun not from bug bites though unfortunately but and i've also worn through this shirt so much and because i've obviously sweated in the in in it uh this turtleneck shirt by this point is yeah it's really worn out but you know i'm hiking i don't care too much about what i look like and i actually look pretty good it's a dark gray turtleneck and it covers you know pretty much all of my skin for my upper body which is great for sun protection and then I actually recently got a uh, kind of a fleece-lined waffle, much a bit much warmer, but not that much thicker turtleneck. Um, it has a little zip-up um, zip-up on top, so I can you know make it zip it down and make it kind of like a V-neck more than a turtleneck if the, that's appropriate for the weather. Uh, and it is much warmer than my ultra thin, you know, skin tight turtleneck that I wear for hiking and that uh, fleece kind of lined waffle texture is has been doing me really well for these fall hikes and I'm sure it's going to serve me really well also for winter hikes when I've been when I would be wearing these layers of fleece on top of uh, on top of my shirts. So that's all of my kind of hiking specialty gear. And then I get into the rest of my quote-unquote fashionable or urban or everyday kind of wardrobe. I do wear both of my turtlenecks quite often. I wear them more at home as pajamas because they're that comfortable and they're just great. I totally go to sleep in them. I go to sleep in them in the wild anyway, so I can totally go to sleep in them at home. I'm a big fan of skirts and dresses, and that's actually really because I hate wearing pants. Pants are terrible. Once I stopped wearing pants, I don't understand why I wear them, why anyone, any woman wears them. Unless you're going to wear baggy, stretchy pants with elastic bands or something like that. I understand that. Everything else, oh my god, pants are terrible. Pants just never fit right any somewhere. Like, you know, it's either the waist, either the um, crotch. Oh gosh, jeans and them digging into your crotch is the worst thing ever. Um, the length doesn't match. It makes you. It makes your butt look fat. It makes your stomach look too thick. It makes your thighs. Oh my goodness! I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> I, no, nope, 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 nope. And whenever I sit down, the waistband digs into my belly, and just, and 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 pants are not elastic, and they don't accommodate your size shifting as much as just the normal person's body tends to shift. And of course. It, uh, pants won't even fit very well depending on the day of the cycle like the lunar cycle that I'm in and it's just all around very terrible so I don't know why I would wear pants again unless I absolutely had to and let's say it's a formal occasion but if it's a formal occasion I can wear a skirt or a dress you know that's a very acceptable formal attire and if it's cold I wear stockings or pantyhose underneath the skirt 
or dress. And so it's all I need. <laughs> I am very anti-pants and I don't think I will go back to them anytime soon. So what I have, right now I have three bottoms. Yes, you heard me right. I only have three things to wear on my bottoms. I have one black skirt, which is about knee length, has a great sexy little slit, um, which is very hot and I really like um, how it looks on me and it makes it actually more comfortable because, you know, a tight H-line skirt like this, it's not very tight by the way, um, but at least it's kind of form-fitting um, H-line skirt will mean that you can't really spread your legs very much and this slit actually allows me to walk normally and just the way this material hangs, it's almost like I don't have to, it feels like I'm not wearing much at all and it's great, it's black, it's simple, it's very formal, but I wear it with my sandals and it looks not that formal, quite casual and comfortable. And so even though I'm dressed in very formal clothing in the sense that it's a black, you know, H-line skirt, which is very typical business formal attire, I don't feel uncomfortable at all. And I got this from this thrift store, yay! So I think I got it for like $10 or something really low and it's incredibly comfortable. And then I have this long navy floral pattern skirt. It's really long, it comes all the way down to my ankles. Also a pretty, um, instead of a flared or A-line skirt, it's a bit of a tight skirt. Um, that's kind of the look that I like. And it's a dark navy color and a color I also love as well. And this also, this one I bought in Myanmar because I noticed that all the women in Myanmar tend to wear these really long skirts because uh, I guess that's first of all a traditional attire and it's a pretty modest country as well. Uh, the modest culture is quite modest and this is also true for men, not just for women. So I am very, um, so I picked it up there and I've been wearing it as both my souvenir, reminds me of my time in Yangon, which I really enjoyed, and also is a very stylish thing that kind of looks a little bit different. Um, and yet is still also incredibly comfortable, like I'm not wearing much at all except for I do feel the elastic band, um, but it doesn't really dig in, it's just like a comfortable level. And I love wearing um, a top that I can either tuck into the skirt or um, it's a short uh, top with this long skirt and I feel like it looks me, makes me look very elongated and I'm also incredibly comfortable. And then, of course, I have, I do have to have something where I can spread my legs far. Um, and also for all these kinds of activity, um, active tasks that are not hiking that I don't, it would be really awkward to wear full-on hiking pants for, I have leggings. So I have one black pair of black leggings. I used to have one that I, again, wore for years was my default go-to attire and when i say i've had something for a couple of years i'm wearing this far more often than the average person wears a, uh, a piece of clothing in a year because if you have three bottoms chances are you're gonna wear each of those bottoms a lot of times basically depending on the season you might that might be the thing you wear nearly every day <laughs> so for example i have these long kind of simple tight um black leggings. I used to have a pair of Lululemons uh, that were great. It held up so well. I wore it. It actually was kind of the material that it looked like. It was just a 
tight pair of pants and it didn't. It was completely acceptable for me to wear in formal occasions and business occasions as well. So I did with a more formal top and I'm a big fan of blazers, which we'll get into when we talk about jackets. And so you put on a pair of blazers with, you know, a collar shirt and put on some leggings underneath and you can't really tell that the leggings are not leggings. <laughs> but also I think the big difference around leggings is what it looks like at the ankle when it ends. If it looks a little bit kind of spandexy, it'll look form informal. Uh, but if it looks if it the way it ends looks more like a tight pair of stretchy pants, then it looks like pants. You can't really tell the difference. Uh, especially with all of these stretchy kind of cotton blend or spandex blend uh pants that are coming out these days, you can't really tell the difference. And so I would wear these leggings to a lot of different places. So those are my three bottoms. Um, let me quickly go through my jackets, which are for me the highlight of my wardrobe. And by the highlight of my wardrobe, I mean I have three jackets, which is a lot. I know it sounds like nothing, but it's a lot for me. <laughs> I have one thin summer jacket, which is also a recent find. It is um, a great balaton jacket. Very just, it's light green. I love the way it kind of fits and hangs on me. The color is interesting. It's about a three quarter length sleeves. Uh, and it has these kinds of just interesting patterns. And it has a china color or a zero kind, minimalist kind of color. And I love the way it looks. And I have a lot of black clothing, which was a semi-intentional choice. I really like to have pretty black outfits with one or two color pops. And this green jacket often works very well with that. So I like black because I can't really wear light colors often because I just spill everything on anything. And <laughs> I sweat a lot through a lot of different tops. I hate having light colored tops. And then I sometimes throw on this light green jacket and it just makes the outfit look very put together and I love it. Um, I have a much more formal and much more standard kind of two button blazer. It's a very classic uh, blazer. Um, and it, this is from Korea. I think I bought it in 2014 or 2015. Again, a pretty old one with a lot of years on it. And it has a couple of accents around the collar and the sleeves that are in kind of a nude beige color. Brings a little bit of interest to otherwise a pretty standard and classic blazer. I also love this blazer. It's very much my style. And it makes, it elevates any look into being appropriate for formal occasions. So I love that. And I will wear it with like casual sleeveless tops with a skirt and I look great. And then is the camel beige trench coat. It's a thin trench coat, so it's not a thick, um, it's not of wool or anything like that. It's a bit more of a polyester thin trench coat. So it's very appropriate for kind of fall weather or anything, you know, in the tens. Though I have worn it in colder weather with scarves and thicker clothing inside. Again, it hangs really, really well on me. It comes about a little, about knee length on my body. I bought this in Shenzhen, also something that I paid a fair bit of amount, fair bit of money for from my standards point of view because it was over $100 in Canadian, 
mean, I bought it like a few years ago, which was considered very expensive for me when I was, when I'd, all my life I just bought like $6 shirts uh, from Walmart and from H&M or whatever, these cheap, very dirt cheap, you know, disposable brands. This was one of the first things that I paid for more than $100 for this piece of clothing at a department store in China. And it's very good quality. I honestly think if I had bought it in a department store in a place where the consumer prices are just higher, like Canada or anywhere in Europe, I would have probably paid three, four times that for this quality, especially bought new at a department store. But because I was buying in a place where prices are pretty cheap anyway, I think I probably paid nearly $200 for this back in those dollars as well in 2015. So yeah, it was an investment and I'm still wearing it now, so it's not a bad investment. Those are all, so there's my one summer jacket and my two fallish jacket, but frankly, depending on the, on what the temperature looks like that day, I might be wearing it, wearing all these in spring, summer, fall, kind of all, all you know, all, all three seasons really, depending on what I'm wearing inside and what I'm doing that day as well. And I actually have one wool coat um, that is a proper coat for colder weather that I actually had in storage in that suitcase that I mentioned before. I bought this back in 2013, so again, a pretty wool, pretty old and also really well worn by this point. Um, I had the sleeves mended once, so the I don't know if you've had this experience, but especially when you have wool coats that you wear every single day like I do, um, the ends of the sleeves are the places that it gets worn the most. And so I, what I actually ended up doing is I bought these, um, I bought this coat and the sleeves were actually a bit too long on me, but I wore them anyway, it wasn't that big of a difference. And then I ended up cutting and folding it and getting it mended so the sleeves are shorter. And then it actually hid because it cut away the parts where, um, the parts where the sleeve looked really worn. And now it has a lot more life in it. Though I would say that it's kind of coming to its end. Um, there's a lot of parts about this coat that just look very worn. But it is my only winter coat I have now, so I think I'll just basically finish up this season with this coat and call it a day when I move to Mexico. I'll probably put this also for donation or for recycling because it's, like I said, it's kind of coming to its end. Um, and I don't know if I want to say that, yeah, I think I'm kind of done with it. I also have a bunch of dresses and tops, but I think I'll share about those with you in another podcast episode because this is getting plenty long already. So thank you and talk to you soon.